Hello, and welcome to Leap of Faith Podcast. My name is Lorraine, and I'm your host today. And today we are uh, episode 24.3, and uh, we are beginning Romans today, which is very exciting. Um, so we'll be in Romans chapter 1, obviously. A um, little bit of an overview of um, Romans. Uh, it's basically um, Paul writing to the Romans, um, which is where we left off uh, in, in Acts. And uh, just to give you a little bit of a heads up, um, uh, I've read through this first chapter and Paul does not beat around the bush. He's very clear about uh, the sin that uh, people are committing, the sins. And uh, it's hidden in mince words. He just says it like it is. So I just don't want anybody to be offended by anything that I'm going to say because it's God's word. So, I mean, I'm not offended by God's word, um, but Paul is very um, blunt about what he's got to say. So uh, he doesn't beat around a bush. So a little bit from, um, it says here that the book of Romans explores the significance of his sacrificial death and resurrection, Jesus Christ's sac sacrificial death and resurrection. Uh, but the good news is more than a theology to be pondered. It is a life to be lived, a life of righteousness befitting one whom God has declared not guilty, quote unquote. Um, and the purpose is to present a systematic explanation of the gospel of Jesus, um, Jesus Christ to the church of Rome. And basically he's going through sin, atonement, living according to the Holy Spirit, um, you know, you could be reading all this yourself, but I just thought it was kind of neat to give a little bit of an overview. And then it says here uh, <clears throat> on the, the first page for note, it says November 12th on here. If you're reading through this book, it says November 12th. Sorry. Uh, so um, through this book, through this New Living Translation Bible. Um, so it says Roman, the... Paul's letters, uh, Romans is addressed to a church Paul has never visited. Uh, it explores uh, carefully worded phrases, the need, provision, and outworking of God's grace. Paul begins with God's wrath upon sinful humanity, which he does. It's very explicit. And um, I think I think the, the verse, all of sin and come short of the glory of God, is in Romans. So I don't know exactly what the address is, but I think it's in here. Um, so, um, you know, basically God provides righteousness to all who believe. You know, it's, and he's giving you the keys to the kingdom, telling you how to live a good life. Um, so that's kind of the overview uh, of what Romans is. So um, I'm going to go ahead and open us up in prayer and then uh, start to read. So I just didn't want anybody being... Um, shocked because it's not me saying this stuff it's it's Paul writing letters to the Romans so um, anyway um, it's not for the faint of heart I don't think <clears throat> so let's pray holy and heavenly God we are so thankful for you being our heavenly father and uh, we come very gracious and very um mindful of the fact that you always provide for us and you always take care of us uh, no matter what you know our needs before we know our needs 
So, Lord, uh, we are just grateful that you are in control, and we're not. We're also so thankful for the gift of your son, Jesus. It's his sacrifice on the cross that covers all of our sins. And we're so thankful that he loved us so much that he went through that uh, horrible, horrific death for us so that we can be free from this sinful nature. Lord, I ask for a blessing over this moment, this time. Um, reveal to us what it is that you want us to understand from Paul's letters. Um, I pray blessings over the people that are out there listening. I pray you send more. And uh, I hope uh, that there is a following of this uh, reading, uh, reading your word out into the world, because I think we all need it desperately. Uh, whatever the needs are of those listeners or people watching, uh, I pray that uh, you will bless them and take care of those needs. Uh, your will be done, as always. Lord, take us where you want us to go. Let us meet the people you want us to meet. Let us say the words you want us to say and keep us out of your way. In Jesus' name, amen. <clears throat> All right. I don't know why I'm taking these off because I got to actually wear them to read what I need to read. All right. So this is episode 24.3 and we are uh, Romans chapter one. So I'm going to take a drink real quick. I love at the top of this page and I actually, I just noticed that I underlined this particular line, um, this uh, verse. I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes the Jew first and also the Gentile. So he's, you know, he's talking to the Jews first, but he is also been led by God to preach to the, to the Gentiles, but he's not ashamed. And I did underline that, which is kind of cool. I highlighted it with my magic highlighter. This is the uh, highlighter I told Mr. Penn Sleek. You can get these on um, eBay, not eBay. Amazon. All right. Greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. God promised this good news long ago through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The good news is about his son. His In his earthly life, he was born into King David's family line, and he was shown to be the son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Christ, God has given us the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them, so that they will believe and obey him, bringing glory to his name. <clears throat> and you are included among those Gentiles who have been called to belong to Jesus Christ. I am writing to all of you in Rome who are loved by God <clears throat> and are called to be his own holy people. May God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Let me first say, I'm sorry, let me say first that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith in him is being talked about all over the world. God knows how often I pray for you. Day and night I bring you and your needs in prayer to God whom I serve with all my heart by spreading the good news about his son. One of the things I always pray for is the opportunity, God willing, to come at last to see you. For I long to visit you so I can bring you some spiritual gift that will help you grow strong in the Lord. When we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. I want you to know, 
dear brothers and sisters, that I planned many times to come to visit you, but I was prevented until now. I want to work among you and see spiritual fruit just as I have seen among the Gentiles. For I have a great sense of obligation to, to people in both the civilized world and the rest of the world, to the educated and uneducated alike. So I am eager to come to you in Rome, too, to preach the good news. For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first and also the Gentiles. This good news tells us how God makes us right in his sight. This is accomplished from start to finish by faith. As the scriptures say, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. God's anger at sin. <clears throat> but God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his invisible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think up foolish ideas of what God was like. As a result, their minds became dark and confused. Claiming to be wise, they instead became utter fools. And instead of worshiping the glorious, ever-living God, they worshiped idols made to look like mere people and birds and animals and reptiles. So God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. As a result, they did vile and degrading things with each other's bodies. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped and served the things God created instead of the creator himself, who was worthy of eternal praise. Amen. That is why God abandoned them to their shameful desires. Even the women turned against the natural way to have sex and instead indulged in sex with each other. And the men, instead of having normal sexual relations with women, burned with lust for each other. Men did shameful things with other men, and as a result of their sin, they suffered within themselves the penalty they deserved. Since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do things that should never be done. Their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, sin, greed, hate, envy, murder, quarreling, deception, malicious behavior, and gossip. They are backstabbers, haters of God, insolent, proud, and boastful. They invent new ways of sinning, and they disobey their parents. They refuse to understand, break their promises, are heartless, and have no mercy. They know God's justice requires that those who do these things deserve to die, yet they do them anyway. Worse yet, they encourage others to do them too. Well, that was a lot. That was a mouthful for the first chapter. And so um, I did do quite a bit of underlining and highlighting. <clears throat> Excuse me. So he starts out with a uh, salutation, uh, greetings from Paul. This letter is from Paul, a slave of Christ Jesus, chosen by God to be an apostle and sent out to preach his good news. Um, God promised this good news long ago through his prophets in the Holy Scriptures. The good news is about his son. 
in his early uh, earthly life, he was born into King David's family. And he was shown to be the Son of God when he was raised from the dead by the power of the Holy Spirit. He is Jesus Christ, our Lord. Through Christ, God has given us, I love this, the privilege and authority as apostles to tell Gentiles everywhere what God has done for them so that they will believe and obey him, bringing glory to his name. I underline that whole thing. Crazy, right? But I just love the fact that God has given us the privilege of spreading the good news. And I believe that that's exactly what we're supposed to do. So I think we need to figure out how to do it and get the word out there because there's a lot of people who don't believe. Um, and then uh, I love this. May God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ give you grace and peace. Just a nice little, you know, just a little comforting, you know, calm, calm words before he starts really getting into it. And then uh, he starts off with, as always, let me first thank, uh, say, let me see, let me first let me say first that I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you because your faith in him is being talked about all over the world. God knows how often I pray for you. Day and night I bring you and your needs in prayer to God whom I serve with all my heart by spreading the good news about his son. Uh, I, I think prayer is uh, a huge way of um, ministering for people. Um, and, you know, uh, I used to be, I'm going to be transparent. I used to be one of those people that's like, oh, yeah, yeah, I'll pray for you. And, you know, in the second, I'm like, I'm thinking about it, but I don't actually do it, you know. And uh, it took, again, my friend John David, who uh, just was a really good example of just dropping everything. And my friend Amanda would do it, too. Uh, you know, if I'd say something about, you know, oh, you know, this is going on. Can we, you know, just pray for me? Well, let's pray now. And they would drop everything. And I learned how to do that. It, it takes a lot. You know, it takes a lot to just say, well, let's just pray right now. I think it throws people off, but um, it just shows them how much you believe in the power of prayer. If you just stop in that moment. I did it with my girlfriend. Uh, her brother had just gotten into a car accident. We were ready to go into the grocery store and um, she got the phone call and we went outside and immediately just stopped and prayed. I mean, you know, and that to me was like, okay, this is what we need to do. So, uh, stop and pray. If somebody says, you know, hey, my mom's sick, would you mind praying for her? Okay, let's do it right now. It, it takes like five minutes. You know, it doesn't have to be a huge prayer. It doesn't have to be like all, you know, flowing and, you know, whatever. It just, just pray whatever God puts on your heart. And then, of course, uh, I always pray for... Uh, for the opportunity, God willing, I think that's huge. I circle that. God willing. That's uh lady up the street says that all the time. She's like, Lord willing, God willing. It's true. It's it's according to what God's will is, how things are going to work out. Because he has the plan. We don't have the plan, but he does. Um, when we get together, I want to encourage you in your faith, but I also want to be encouraged by yours. Um uh, I planned many times to visit you, but I was prevented until now. I want to work among you and see spiritual fruit, just as I have seen among uh, other Gentiles. You know, he, he's looking to encourage, but he wants to also be encouraged by what's going on by these people. And so I am eager to come to you in Rome. 
uh, to preach the good news. So I guess he hasn't gotten to Rome yet. This is just the letter telling them that he's on the way. Uh, how the letter got there, I have no idea because he was in the shipwreck and he was, you know, stuck for three, what was it, three months, right? Isn't that how long it was? It was three months after the shipwreck that we set sail on another ship that had wintered uh, in the islands. Yeah, so that was from the last chapter. And then three days, it doesn't say how long it took him, though, to get there. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Um, and then, of course, we read the, uh, For I am not ashamed of this good news about Christ. It is the power of God at work, saving everyone who believes, the Jew first, and also the Gentile. I am not ashamed. You, that's huge. You know what God says? If you're ashamed of me here in this life, I'm going to be ashamed of you and not acknowledge you, right? Isn't that what what he says? You know, not in exact words, but. And then, uh, as the scripture says, it is through faith that a righteous person has life. And it says, and I think the name of the book is Habak, Habak, I'm not sure. Oh, there's the dogs. There's the dogs. Can you hear them? I'm not sure what the name of that book is. I'm looking back real quick, but not sure. I don't know. I don't know, but it's H-A-B, so I don't know what that is. But um, we can look that up uh, at another time. Uh, so then we go into God's anger. But God shows his anger from heaven against all sinful, wicked people who suppress the truth by their wickedness. They know the truth about God because he has made it obvious to them. For ever since the world was created, people have seen the earth and sky. Through everything God made, they can clearly see his visible qualities, his eternal power and divine nature. So they have no excuse for not knowing God. And I underlined that. I highlighted it and underlined it. Yes, they knew God, but they wouldn't worship him as God or even give him thanks. And they began to think of foolish ideas of what God was like, claiming to be wise Instead, worshiping the glorious, everlasting God, they worshiped idols made of animals and reptiles and whatnot. You know, somebody was telling me about uh, an analogy saying that, oh, how did it go? Something to the effect of um, our, our lives are like that, that puzzle. It's either our lives or our hearts. Or like that puzzle that kids have that you put the shapes into, you know, there's hearts, there's, there's clovers, there's diamonds and you, you know, fitting them in there. But in our heart, there's only one shape, one space, one part that fits Jesus. And instead of trying to get Jesus in your heart, they're trying to fit other shapes in there. They're trying to fit other things to fill that void. But the only thing that can fill the void is Jesus. So I thought that was kind of a cool way to, to do that. And I think that this, this, that's what this is. You know, people are trying to fill their that void in their life with other stuff. You know, whether it's, you know, alcohol or drugs or sex or whatever is money. Uh, it could be work. You know, you just keep working and working and, you know, you're trying to fill that void. But the only thing that can really fill the void is Jesus. So and we'll get to that at the end after this. We'll get give you that opportunity. Um so then uh, it goes on to uh, God abandoned them to do whatever shameful things their hearts desired. They traded the truth about God for a lie. So they worshiped 
and serve the things God created instead of the creator himself, who is worthy of eternal praise. Amen. God creates everything on this earth. And uh, unfortunately, you know, because this is uh, Satan's playground, he turns all that stuff into things, not all of it, but, you know, many things are turned to be used negatively instead, you know. And so, you know, what might have started out as something good, you know, Satan ends up turning it into something ugly. Um, and then, you know, people having sex with the same sex and, you know, I'm not going to get into that. I'm not going to, you know, I have my own personal beliefs about that and they are very biblically based. Um, so, you know, so I don't want to offend anybody. I don't want to get political about it. I'm just, it's what God says about it. It's not, it's not me. Uh, since they thought it foolish to acknowledge God, he abandoned them to their foolish thinking and let them do the things that should never be done. Uh, their lives became full of every kind of wickedness, and he names all the wicked things. Um, you know, they, he's just basically just saying, you know, the people just turn their backs on God, basically. And then at the very end, the worst yet of all the things is not actually being the person who is doing it but if you're encouraging somebody else to do it that's even worse because and I think it says later on uh, those who lead others down uh, that path should have a millstone uh, tied around their neck and thrown into the ocean that's how bad the wrath of God's going to be for those people uh, it would be better for them to be thrown into the ocean than to face the wrath of what God has for those who you know encourage others to sin so so that's it for today. Uh, he got right into it. He didn't, uh, he did not um, beat around the bush. He got right into it. So uh, I find it interesting, <laughs> uh, to say the least. I love how Paul writes. Um, so just kind of giving us guidance and direction. So uh, again, going back to if you um, are on the fence if you haven't made a decision if you think that uh you know you want to become a believer um but you haven't made that choice uh, i will lead the prayer and um you know you have to say it with your mouth believe it in your heart and accept jesus into your life and uh, you will be saved that's what it says so um so let me uh say the prayer and uh believers if you want to say the prayer too uh just to reaffirm your faith go ahead <clears throat> Heavenly Father, today I put my trust in you. I am not perfect and know I have sinned against you. Please forgive me. I thank you for the gift of your son Jesus and uh, the sacrifice on the cross and the blood that uh, is so perfect and covers all my sins, past, present, and future. On this day, I accept him as my Lord and Savior into my heart and will live my life for him. Thank you for my salvation in Jesus' name. Amen. If you said that prayer for the first time, congratulations and welcome into the Brotherhood and Sisterhood of Christ. And uh, this is a new day. Uh, mark it in your Bible. Uh, Acts, I'm sorry, not Acts, Romans chapter 1, uh, episode 24.3. <laughs> this is the time you did it. Um, in your daily walk Bible, if you are following in this Bible. And um, I encourage you to get to a church, get to a pastor, get to somebody who can navigate, help you navigate 
uh, into your new life. Um, send me an email if you became a believer today. I would love to hear from you. So you can reach me at Lorraine at uh, leapoffaithpodcast.org or Jeremiah if you feel more comfortable telling him. You can tell him. Uh, you can leave a message. I don't think you want to put that there on Facebook or YouTube, but uh, you're more than welcome to if you want the world to know. It's something to be celebrated. And then join a church, join a ministry, uh, get involved, volunteer. Uh, these are just things that uh, you want to be the hands and feet of Jesus and be, uh, you know, you want to be the love of Jesus. So that's it for today. Uh, I'm so thankful that you were here and that you were able to join me. And uh, tomorrow we will continue reading uh, into Acts and... Uh, by the Friday, we'll have Jeremiah back from his uh, cruise. So we'll get to hear about that. I'm sure they had a good time. And uh, that's it. So uh, take care. God bless. Have a good morning, good afternoon, good night, and I'll see you tomorrow.